Welcome to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Who are the phantom meter readers? Was George Washington touched by an angel? What about those UFO photos taken in Rhode Island in 1967? Hello and welcome to the 811th broadcast of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Ben and those motley questions came from my co-host, partner in the paranormal, and dad, Paul. And today we bring you an open line show with our favorite guest co-host, Shane Searway. And as always, I'm very happy to be here. Now, uh, we uh, have a major uh, event uh, to report, and of course it is Shane's birthday, and he went and blew it because I, I thought that uh, <laughs> he wouldn't know that we knew that it was his birthday. He and knew we that we surprise knew that we knew. <laughs> yeah, that's something like that, yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> happy uh, natal anniversary, Shane, and, uh, and for anybody watching on, on the air, we wanted to uh, give you... Uh, a present, uh, a brand new copy of the, my just released book, uh, Dancing Past the Graveyard, Parasites, Poltergeists, <laughs> Parallel Worlds, and God. And uh, Shane uh, brought us some cake, which we will um, have at uh, some point uh, later today, and uh, we're very grateful for that. So again, congratulations, Shane. Thank you uh, very much. You uh, did it. Great looking book, too. Uh, yeah, on a more somber note, uh, we need to, uh, of course, acknowledge our, our very dear friend, Michael Mitchell, who translated very recently. and um, Very unexpectedly, too. Very yes. unexpectedly, too. Uh, Michael was, um, I, I think, un- unique. Uh, the thing that I always noticed, of course, and we all loved Michael and his lovely wife, Michelle, uh, who uh, were just the most beautiful couple I think I've ever seen. Yes. They uh, they just glowed with love. And I think that uh, certainly, um, you know, I've, I've talked with Michelle, and there is a, a great awareness that, that this love is never wasted and that it will it will uplift, as it echoes across the multiverse, will uplift generations of people, even if they don't know it. And uh, so um, Godspeed, Michael. Uh, you will always be with you in many worlds, uh, and we we all will continue to love you. And he was, as a matter of fact, one one my own memory about Michael, and we all share this, I think, is that he was a brilliant cartoonist, and he uh, er, and he would do a lot of things from New Hampshire. He was from Portsmouth area, New Hampshire history and paranormal history particularly. And uh, we all looked forward to the day uh, when we will have made it in the paranormal, when Michael uh, would turn us into cartoon characters in one of his his comic books, which were extremely lucid and very educational. Yes. So um, a unique person, a unique life, and we celebrate that today. And his fictional comics were super yes. cool. Yeah. I, I, I really, I really like the one series that he had, which was Zombie Sub. <laughs> oh yes. And it was I, I bought a, I bought a couple of the comics, and it was just it was amazing. It was it was just like it was it was so clever and it was just a, a mishmash of a bunch of different like tropes from like fifties and sixties sci-fi mm-hmm. stuff and it just it was so fun to read. I remember. Well, I, I should mention. I, I believe that that referred to the zombies. That referred to the USS Albacore in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, which is actually a shore and is in a memorial uh, and a museum where people can visit. And uh, Michael's ashes were have been laid to rest at that site at the submarine so anyone wishes to, to pay uh, respects to Michael in that way you're welcome to visit the museum and, and uh, to see that and, and th- that's a real tribute to him because he he loved the sea and he loved that submarine you know? yes and, and so, I say uh, to the listeners to help his wife uh, support his wife and pick up some uh, copies of the, the comic books they're wonderful absolutely and um, when I first met Michael and Michelle um, 
it, it was like the, the type of people that you feel like you've known your whole life. You exactly. Know? Yeah. And you, very warm, very close. You know, you could trust them 100% with anything. You know, yeah. just loving people and um, it, what, a, what a loss. And I, yeah. my heart breaks for Michelle. Yeah. So uh, they would be present at all the UFO conferences and, and many other things that we were not present at, and we'd always look forward to seeing them, and they'd be there front and center, and always with a smile. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, many years to Michelle and memory eternal uh, for Michael. Indeed. Okay. So <clears throat> let's uh, we have open lines today, as we said. So let's uh, uh, we're, I'll repeat the number. Ben said it's four zero one seven six six. One two four zero from anywhere, uh, and again, Paul at behindtheparanormal.com or any of the other social uh, media things. So let's uh, go to, uh, I think a very. Or actually, why, why don't we go right away to the uh, questions from our, our, I guess he's sort of our honorary co-host. I'm trying to think of like an alliteration. Yeah. For for Peter's questions, like the the Peter minutes, the Peter the Peter. Yeah, we, we should establish a feature on the show. But yeah. anyway, Peter is a. A uh, very, very faithful listener from Bogota, Colombia, and uh, he asks uh, several questions. So let's begin with number one, and then we'll, go, we'll get to some others and then get back to Peter's other questions. Okie dokie. Yeah, so you, let us start from the very beginning. Um, you have mentioned you have had a case where people dressed uh, in National Grid uniforms and were acting and, and doing something mysterious. Can you uh, recount that in more detail? Sure. Um in uh, New England here, it's ironic, eastern New England anyway, parts of it, are, we have the same utility company as the as the United Kingdom does, which is funny. It's funny, you go over there and you see national grid trucks, it just seems kind of, kind of interesting. But, hmm. um, yeah, my cousins over there uh, they have the, the same uh, comments and uh, praises and complaints sometimes about the utilities that we have. Mm-hmm. So in any case, uh, there was a period... And it was not recent. It was. This goes back about three to four years. I think you you were not married yet and still living at home, Ben. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there would be uh, young men who would come to the door, wanting to get into our basement, and they said they wanted to put some kind of a meter on our gas meter. Or some uh, sort yes, of, yeah, the device. smart meter. Yeah, and I get that. I mean, it, it was a it was a pain. In, like in the 1940s and 50s, they'd come to your door. I remember this. Come to your door and have to go down in your basement and read the meter. Well, whereas this would allow them to drive by in a truck and read uh, the gas meter for the for the month. But uh, there was just something wrong about these people. Uh, I would ask for ID. Sometimes they would show it. They if they were military types, you know, seemingly. Yeah, and uh, I called uh, the utility company on a number of occasions—not a number—I should say three occasions at least—and they um, did not know who these people were. So if somebody was trying to get into the house. Uh, the, the show, I think, at that point was kind of taking off. We I think had, we were on CBS. We were still on CBS yeah. at that point. Yeah, and uh, that was um, so maybe it was getting more attention. Now again, not to be paranoid, maybe it was nothing. But I mean, w- when you call in with the guys badge number and they don't know who it is uh that's pretty creepy mm-hmm. right? so i mean what's what's the saying i'm not paranoid i'm not paranoid if everyone else is out to get me or something yeah i wouldn't be paranoid if everybody wasn't against me there we go yeah, so <laughs> anyway uh we just uh we, we never figured that out uh, they never got in as far as i know unless your brother let him in when i was in there <laughs> just, just I don't know. With, you. Yeah, with this good heart, uh, but I, I just um, I don't know that's as far as far as it was. I, I have heard other stories similar to this, and of course this is related, I guess, by implication to the men in black kind of, of phenomenon where these people show up and tell you not to talk about your UFO sighting. Well, that doesn't happen to me yet. 
So I don't know. Uh, Shane, are any thoughts on that? You ever heard of anything like this? Oh yeah, it happens to me uh, all the time. Well, oh, okay. I would well, say probably go. at least at least ten times over the last um, four years, and um, yeah, over like the last four years, at least ten times. So. A white van. I've been followed by a white van numerous mm-hmm. times. Um, I've seen him following from a distance, and it just seemed kind of odd because of the roads I was taking. That, that this van was taking every turn I was, on, and I pulled into a, a grocery store uh, parking lot, and he parked on the other side. I went in, you know, bought whatever I was buying. Can't come back out, and he was had a newspaper up in front of his face, but uh, like he was reading it, but he wasn't. He was staring at me, and so I started walking over to him, and he, and he peeled out of the parking lot. Wow. So it was confirmation that he was actually sure. following me. Yeah. Um, black, a black SUV I've seen at least five times that have showed up on jobs. Like, I'm self-employed, so I, I work in different different homes, different things, you know, I'm, I'm never at the same place, so um, it, it could have happened the first time I'm at a, a certain location where I'm working, all of a sudden I walk by a window or a slider or whatever, and I see a, a strange black SUV. I've owned them all, and I don't know what make this is. It's a very cool looking, but very weird. Strange plates I don't I don't recognize, and, and a gentleman staring up at me, you know, or at, at me through the window or door, um, and I've try to approach it, you know, but I've run out of the house and it'd be gone by the time I get out there. Or other, this was one other time, it drove away really fast. And then also when I do, you know, I do different shows and stuff, um, and the, the more popular ones, when I talk about some of my theories and show some of the pictures that we have of these creatures, you know, um, I've had black helicopters within hours circling, mm-hmm. not, not only just going over my house, which we never see black helicopters ever, only when I do these shows, and they'll circle around my house a couple times, they'll go and they'll come back, circle around a couple again. Um, the last time I did um, an, a Midnight in the Desert, um, I had an Apache trying to land on my roof. <laughs> literally, literally, like yeah. it was right above my house, and, and by the time I got out there, it was just o- over my tree, tree line, and I got a picture of it and everything, but wow, yeah. and I don't know what that was about. Well, the funny thing is, you live in a rural area, so it'll be much more obvious when this happens. But so, so, so I mean, we live in that. It's not urban, but I mean, it's suburban, I guess. Although it starts to be rural after our house, but we might not notice. There's more activity here, like in in Woonsocket, uh, than there is in, in maybe in New Ipswich, New Hampshire, and so maybe we would notice if things like this are happening. There are things flying over all the time. Uh, I so remember when you had your the, the white van and the, the things coming to your house when yeah. you first started, and you told me about it. At that same time, I started getting weird phone calls with like oh. uh, phone calls with like zero 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 and and weird noise in the background yeah, and yeah. Uh, people I could hear someone on the other end but they won't talk. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I started I was getting flooded with them all of a sudden around the same time too. Uh-huh. I wonder if it was related. Well, that's not beyond the realm of conception. I think. Mean. So one of the things, just looking back to my uh, military days, uh, there, what what you do is is you try to uh, back engineer the experience in mm-hmm. the sense that you would uh, say, okay, well, who knew I was going to be here right. at this particular time? Uh, would they have a bit of security risk, etc. You know, and that kind of thing uh, for for as far as it'll take you. But today, uh, it's uh, I'm talking 40 years ago. So today, you know, we got all kinds of GPS and tracking devices that most people didn't have in those days. Yeah, right. Anyway, so we have a caller, Ben. Uh, well, no, <laughs> we don't. <laughs> no, no. I think I, I think I hit the wrong was button a, there. Uh, but one they, of the they uh, are phantom back, meter so Please, hold yeah. on. Okay. All right. So, 
<laughs> in any case, uh, the phantom meter readers is uh, that, that's I guess what Peter is referring to, and uh, we just don't know exactly what the uh, the origins were or the reasons uh, that that sort of thing. So, so in any case, uh, we uh, can um, we do have a caller here, and I think I know who it might be. Uh, we're preparing for a wonderful event coming up in a few weeks. And who do we have uh, with us today, Ben? We have Susan Spooler of oh, the Susan. Greater New England UFO Conference on the line. Susan, you with us? Yes, I am. What a coincidence. We were just talking about you. <laughs> yes. So what, what's cooking in a few weeks, Susan, is if we didn't know, but let's let the listeners know. October 4th and 5th at Lemonster City Hall. It's Friday night from 6 to 10 p.m. and Saturday from 8 to 6 I mean, the Greater New England UFO Conference, our seventh annual, and uh, Lynn Bend will be speaking uh, during the Bigfoot evening event. We also have Jonathan Wilk from Wachachusett, Alexander Petikov, who's been doing research on Champy up on Lake Champlain, as well as all of the sightings of, of mountain lions throughout New England. And our website, just so you, you know, is newenglandufo.com, if people want to check that out. Excellent. newenglandufo.com. Um, Cheryl Foster will be coming down from Syracuse. She's written a, an amazing book about um, statistics of where uh, UFOs have been seen by city, by county, and um, it's, it's quite it's quite fascinating. It's a big, thick book. She'll have those for sale um, at, the, uh, at the conference. We'll be having Bill Hall and Judy Pensanito talking about their book um, regarding Voices from the Beyond. Calvin Parker will be joining us via Skype. He was supposed to be flying up, but due to some health issues, he will be giving his talk about the past Google abduction experience um, at our conference. We will be having Dennis Stone, who owns America's Stonehenge. He'll be talking about astroastronomy. And Roxy's Wicker will be our keynote speaker, and um, she just sent me something. Uh, the Sorcery of Strange Skies will be her topic. Uh, Roxy's a, a historian out of Portsmouth, New Hampshire. She gives haunted tours on her on her trolley uh, throughout York Beach, Maine, as well as uh, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. We'll be having a, um, an amazing time. We have a dedicated food truck called Sir Loin. Um, <laughs> Sir, it's very good. I, I can testify. You had sirloin? Uh, once, have... yeah. I can't remember the context, but they're very good. Good. That's, that's excellent. Yeah, we, we were lucky to get to get him this year. And so we will be having the usual raffles, and there will be real stuff. Uh, the um, Days of Color will have real um, hand prints and footprints of Bigfoot uh, available for people to see and touch if they want to. So it's a lot of... Uh, a lot of wonderful things for sale. It is. Uh, I just testify that it's. A, we've we've been there almost since it started. I think since it started, we've been yeah, kind of part of it, and year, it's just yeah. a, a wonderful, wonderful one of our more, one of our favorite events of the year. And it's just it's a lot of fun. So uh, we'll, we'll continue to promote it up to the time, and I will get back to you with our the subject of our talk this afternoon, Susan. That's okay. No problem. I was in my garage um, inflating aliens. You know, we have <laughs> a couple of big eight. You know, we have the two eight and a half foot tall aliens in the front of Lemonster City Hall. We, oh yeah, yeah. We strap, we strap them to the uh, to the to the poles there. So yeah, the whole community so, yeah. gets into the spirit. Absolutely, absolutely. That's great. So, right. Well, thanks for giving me a chance to, to talk, and I look forward to seeing everybody. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait. We'll and, see you then. I'll, I'll be talking in the meantime, of course. 
Thanks, Bob. Take care, everyone. Right. Thank, we'll, you, we'll, Thank you, Susan. Okay, bye. very good. Yeah, we'll, we'll repeat bye. the information about uh, the event and, and during our announcements, of course. Okay, so let's move on to, um, we have a question from Phil from Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, I suppose there must be uh, at least one Phil in Philadelphia. No, nah, only one. You didn't see what I did there. I did see what you did there. Right, I just so chose it wasn't to worth responding to. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, Ben, uh, take it away, please. Okie dokie. So Phil writes to us. Um, I really enjoyed Behind the Paranormal, Everything You Know is Wrong. I had never read the story of George Washington and the Angel. Um, you came across uh, in the book as very skeptical about it. Is it possible for God to pick a side in a war or to bless one country over another? Well, that's a different color, a question of a different color that we usually receive. It's, you know, if you look back through and under another hat, I'm a writer about history, and one of the things that's always kind of creeped me out, having both a theological education and a historical bent, is that you, you've got some really ominous things that have happened throughout history. For example, in World War One, you know, the, the first really knockdown, drag out, hideous, not the war isn't always hideous, but, you know, poison gas, things that had never been used before, generally. Before the rules of the Geneva Convention were in effect. Yeah, well, yeah, well such as they are. But... You know, you had uh, the Germans uh, were convinced God was on their side. The, the Turks, who believe, who a lot of people don't realize were on the German side in that war, thought God was on their side. So you had Muslims and Christians thinking the same thing. Uh, the British and the Americans uh, called upon God being on their side. Not only does it demean God, in my opinion, and, and make uh, God very, very small, it, uh, it really can be a very dangerous... Uh, attitude to have to think that God is on your side when you're trying to kill other people or, or do anything else, for that matter. Uh, it it it's arrogant. In my again, this is my opinion. It's arrogant. It certainly lacks humility, which any approach to God needs to have, and it's just it's not really good at all. The angel and George Washington, to which the uh, writer to which Phil is referring is uh, a small section in Behind the Paranormal, Everything You Know Is Wrong, the book Ben and I wrote in 2016 together was published by Schiffer uh, it was a matter of um, George Washington supposedly during the uh, terrible winter of 1778 in uh, Pennsylvania the uh, winter was so bad obviously the war uh, generally actually armies would actually retire for the winter to special camps because he really couldn't fight in the winter with 18th century technology so supposedly he was um, uh, in his uh, quarters and he uh, an angel appeared to him and told him, don't give up, because he was considering surrender at that point, because so many people were dying and freezing to death, and supplies were uh, very, very short. And this angel supposedly said, <clears throat> you know, uh, you know, don't uh, get discouraged, uh, son of the republic, <clears throat> the angel supposedly said. And uh, all sorts of things about, you know, a vision of the angel carrying the American flag and this sort of thing. And <clears throat> you know, I get that, but th- and, I, and I wonder about the validity of this story, because it came out, in the late 1800s by the descendant of somebody who supposedly was there, and I've never been able to find the name of the officer among Washington's officers uh, at uh, Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. So I don't know. There are some questions about the validity of this. But the fact is that whether it happened or not, it affected people's vision of the American destiny and history. And believe me, don't get me wrong. I'm a U.S. veteran. I am deeply proud to be in America. This country is unique in history, uh, and and so I mean I'm not in any way saying that uh, you know 
we've done so, something very unique in this country, and other countries have taken, uh, and we took a lot of lessons from the best of the United Kingdom, and et cetera, et cetera. So I mean, I'm not denigrating in any way. How, and, and believe me, if you don't, if you think America's flawed, wait till you see the alternative. Mm. So we'll put it that way. So uh, I, I think that, uh, but nevertheless, I think that um, uh, greatness requires a certain amount of humility. Uh, where there is greatness, there will be great mistakes. Uh, and to have God on your side may, means that you might not recognize them as mistakes. So that's my opinion. Shane, you look, you look like you've got an opinion on this. I can't say anything better than you just said. I think that was perfect. Perfect. Well, I wish you'd been one of my professors in, <laughs> at the seminary. Right? Good job. <laughs> Very good job. Ben, 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 any thoughts on this? Um, yeah, sure. Um, well... America's fun for for a couple of different reasons. I think it's I think it was is mostly the um, civil civil religion is is a is a really fun topic in history because it's always that's a very interesting point because I think it's disappearing. Yeah, and I mean it always kind of existed. Um, it still it still does in a very odd form, um, but it's it's taken more of a form of. Social ideals, rather than you know, um, deifying political figures. Mm. I believe. I, th- I think. I think the worship of an ideal is different than worshiping a political figure. I think that's that's where where it's heading now. But back in the day, um, civil religion was a really big deal, and I think for for some some of the things that we've we've done in our country's done in, in the past. Um, you know, you need to have some sort of logic behind it, like you know, manifest destiny, right? Yeah. That's that's like one of the one of the big point twos of aha, you know. The idea that we had the right to take the whole North America all the way to the Pacific Ocean, yeah, exactly. despite the natives, yeah, exactly. You know, we had to have some sort of reason for it, so why not use a religious yeah. one? That's right. Yeah, that's that's true. Mm-hmm. That there were religious implications and reasons uh, attributed to many of the policies that the country had. Oh yeah, yeah. and and to to and other to countries degree, too. To a degree still. Yeah. There's actually a really interesting doc- documentary that came out on Netflix I've been meaning to watch and um, it's I think it's called The Family. Uh, it's it's about this um this like uh, um, sort of uh, fundamentalist um, sort of group that funds a lot of a lot of um, political figures on, on both sides of the aisle. It's really interesting. I, I would check it out. Um, oh, you're talking about the family. Yes. Everybody's but that came up yesterday, and and uh, I actually I don't have a lot of time to watch TV, and and I I have started to watch it. I I don't know how much there is to this. There probably isn't, but documentaries are tricky because you, there's a certain there's a certain amount. I, I of, think I'd call it more of a docudrama. Yeah, that sounds about right. I, I don't know how much credence to put in this. I'd heard of things like this, but I don't I don't know. No, I don't think it's a real thing either. But yeah. I, I think it's a good example of of you know civil civil religion. Yeah. And have you and seen that, Shane? No. No. Okay. It's it's, an, it's an interesting idea, but I I don't think it's true. Documentaries okay. basically, you know, they start with a viewpoint. And the tricky thing with documentaries is you're sort of automatically trained through watching all sorts of other media and listening and reading that you're automatically taking a viewpoint of whatever the focus of it is. Sure, yeah. So it tricks you kind of mm. into taking that viewpoint, like numerous, like, you know, diet documentaries, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because they basically are like, all right, this is the viewpoint we're taking. We're going to go through this whole thing with that same viewpoint. And you know, it kind of like tricks you because you know you're used to taking that same viewpoint of everything else. Anyway, I digress. Yeah. So, civil religion. Um, 
I think this is a great example of you know kind of it being taken to the next degree of of things being taken a step a little too far mm-hmm. um, you know it, it would be like it saying that you know Ezekiel came down in the middle of the Gettysburg address like <laughs> like some something like that I think I think that this is kind of like all right well it's gone a little bit too far but you know maybe at the time this was kind of like oh okay cool yeah you know we we should really look up to our political figures because they did do something great. Well, because the media at the time thought Lincoln was uh, wrong and it was dumb and made fun of the Gettysburg Address. But well, that's fair. Yeah. But anyway, um, so I think I think that this sort of next step in deifying, you know, a, a country's founding father, you know, next to Mount Rushmore. Is is something something in in that realm of yeah you know maybe it did happen who knows you know we don't know but yeah I mean we don't but I, d- to get to the root of the question I don't know if we we approach that you know can God or would God uh, so uh, adopt a nation or, or bless a nation I mean I I don't I can't speak for God mm. I'm like I can speak for myself well, I think but the, the religion I mean, is used I think it goes beyond countries it goes beyond tribalism and anything else that we have but I think that we have um, have to realize that God would bless anyone of good heart of good spirit uh, and 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 the the positive things that repel parasites and the negativity yeah. would be, just by their very nature, blessed. I think the religion, too, is, is mo- mostly uh, throughout history has been used as justification to carry out evil actions. You know, Absolutely, I, yes. You know, yeah, so. Yeah. so I think that God is bigger than all that, bigger than countries, bigger than all that, bigger than earth, say the least, and is not our servant. So I think we'd... Uh, just say that all good things we'd like to are blessed and uh, things that are negative are not, regardless of our viewpoint on them. And we have a caller. Oh, we have someone we haven't heard from in a, in a while, but I, I had the pleasure of seeing at the Cumberland Library the other night at my presentation. Bill from Franklin. Bill, how are you, my friend? Okay, I'm good. Uh, so uh, what do you have for us today? Funny, funny. See you one day, and then the next day I was, I was doing my uh, radio show, uh-huh. my internet radio show, and I was playing songs, you know, rain songs, and... As I was doing it, I kept thinking, I've already done this before, I've done this before, and I, and I know John well, I, I have not done it before. Okay, so like a deja vu experience. Yeah. And I, and I postponed the show a couple of times, but when I actually did it, it, it felt strange like I already did it, and I haven't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that happens to all of us. And we, uh, where can people hear your show, by the way? Uh, you, can, you can go... Go to my archive. All my shows are there. Uh, Mixcloud. dot com slash waw five one one four. Okay. I uh, hope somebody wrote that down. Anyway, well, very, very, well, very good, Bill. Yeah, I think. And the issue of deja vu. Maybe Shane has a comment too. But uh, in my opinion, uh, with our viewpoint on the multiverse, the idea that all these things are happening in many different varieties, many ways, and many worlds. Uh, you're simply aware of one of those worlds, uh, and uh, that's why you seem to remember having been there when you haven't been there in this world. Uh, Shane, what say you? I'm right there with you. That's the best explanation for it. I mean, we don't know anything for certain, but but that's my viewpoint as well. Okay, Ben? Funny. Uh, I kind of agree with you there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're a good boy, Ben. You're a good boy. When I, when I think of the multiverse, I think, oh, maybe, maybe the Beatles recorded songs that they... Ne- that they never recorded in, in this, in this uh, That's universe. very true. 
Well, you know, you wonder about that. It's funny you bring that up because I've heard stories of, of uh, songs being heard yeah. by... Yeah. You know, they come over somebody's TV or something you know, that's very unlikely, and uh, on, the signal is on, out there somewhere. On on the Facebook, there was, there was a cassette tape uh, that that was recorded in a, in another universe, and, and it has songs the Beatles never recorded here. <laughs> well, uh, this, uh, the financial implications are interesting, but uh, you're certainly right. I mean, all that is entirely possible. So yeah. there you go. But anyway, Bill, thank you for the call. It's always great to hear from you. Okay, thank you. Bye. Okay. All right, so uh, let's see. Who do we deal with here? Well, Next it's hour. kind of time for a break. So. Oh, it's time for a break. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're over, over time here. You're listening to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno uh, with our special guest co-host Shane Searway today on our open line show on WON 1240 AM and 99.5 in FM in New England's beautiful Blackstone River Valley. And I like that saying, uh, local and live on 99.5. So stick with us. We'll be right back. <laughs> Are you tired of the same old dishing and depressing chatter in the morning radio? Then don't get down. Get up with me, Dave Richards, from 5 to 8 a.m. each weekday. On the Road with Joe, fun, the trivia quiz and interesting stories, and your favorite tunes by your request. Don't get down. Get up with Dave. Weekday mornings only on ON, AM, and FM. Welcome back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on WON 1240 AM and 99.5 FM in New England's beautiful Blackstone River Valley. And I love that promo, Ben. I never heard that before. You used to host, uh, co-host with uh, Joe Callahan that uh, morning show. I only did it for like a week or in, and a half or oh, so. Yeah, but it felt like a it year. Wasn't, it wasn't the morning fun show. It was, it was the um, or maybe it was the morning fun show. I don't remember because it was it was uh, yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, that's good. It was no, a very good long show. It's a great show. So. <laughs> Tune in if you can. All right, let's, let's get back to our listener questions here. And uh, <clears throat> why don't we take the next question from Pete in, Peter in uh, Bogota, Colombia. Okie dokie. So Peter writes to us, John Keel reported uh, phantom meter readers that supposedly would go into a basement and vanish. Oh, did, uh, didn't we already cover that? Uh, oh, no. I guess well, n- not vanishing ones, no. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's, let's go on to the vanishing uh, phantom meter readers. So do you have any reports like that, is the question? Uh, well, th- they never got that far past our door <laughs> to, to be able to vanish. Uh, but, uh, Shane, I mean, have you ever heard any? I have heard of things like that, but n- not firsthand. Shane, have you ever heard? Um, not that I can recall. No, I don't okay. I don't think yeah. I've not vanishing meter, meter readers, no. Well, it does uh, reek of the urban legend kind of thing. Where something will happen and then it gets uh, passed around and embellished, and, they, and it's entirely possible that this sort of thing can happen, and particularly from the multiversal point of view. Oh, and, uh, for sure. But uh, I, I think that uh, it's just it, there. The urban legend uh, phenomenon is very interesting. Whole books have been written about it. Uh, the um, the uh, I suppose the the uh, the rat or wombat or something that, that's adopted by somebody who thinks it's a dog. Hmm. And uh, the, the elephant that sits on the Volkswagen. I mean, these are all old-time stories that have been passed around in uh, American, particularly American, but really all over the world in urban legends. So maybe the, the meter reader goes into the basement and never comes out uh, might be another one of these. Hmm. But I have heard from you know second and third hand stories similar to this of uh, public workers or public utility people who are not necessarily always in basements, but have come in. Uh, even walked down the hallway and never been seen again. Uh, needless, rather, needless to say, rather disconcerting for the homeowner. So, in any case, we just—I um, I, I just—I have no first-hand accounts of that, 
but have heard secondhand accounts. And mm-hmm. we do have a caller. Okay. And uh, hello, okay, hello, welcome uh, to Behind the Paranormal on W O O N. Uh, who do we have the pleasure of speaking with today? This is Aurelio Maraca. How you doing, guys? Oh, Aurelio, my gosh, how are you? Aurelio That's from good. the Danbury Public Library. I can't imagine why you're calling. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know why. <laughs> we have another great event coming up in October, and perhaps Aurelio can tell us about it. It's going to be uh, it's, uh, the Western Connecticut uh, UFO Conference. Uh, it basically commemorates the, uh, the 1980s uh, event of where we had waves. Uh, what do you call it? A wave or a buzz? A or flap, a flap yeah, yeah. Of a, 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 a gigantic or massive V-shaped, uh, UFO uh, that hovered over the Hudson Valley uh, area, including Danbury, Connecticut, uh, other parts of Connecticut and New York State, uh, that were seen by thousands upon thousands of people. So we're going to commemorate that and also talk about other topics that are related to the paranormal, the UFOs, and everything. So it's going to be a quite of a you know quite a uh, a great event. On that day, Saturday, October nineteenth, from ten a.m. to five p.m., and uh, we also have you and Ben uh, as one of our presenters. <laughs> so, what are you uh, going to be talking about uh, on that day? Well, don't forget Shane. Shane is here with us today, and uh, he's going to be. Shane, presenting. how you doing? Good. Sorry, I didn't know that you were there. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. How you doing? And Shane is also one of our presenters as well, too. So he's going to be uh, talking as well as Paul and Ben. So uh, we have other folks as well. Linda Zimmerman, who has written us. A few books on the Hudson Valley sightings, and Linda's as great. well as, yeah. and uh, as well as um, uh, Michael Panicello, uh, who is the executive uh, director of uh, Mufon, Connecticut, and uh, Mark uh, Antonio, who is the uh, the chief photo video analyst for Mufon, Connecticut, as well. Yeah, and one of our show guest co-hosts from time to time. Well, to answer your question, uh, I, I we are pretty much settled on the topic of wars of the gods, and I think we were going to start with the uh, the remarkable UFO video that uh, Shane and, and I and uh, several others. Uh, Mark, Mark Antonio was supposed to be there, and uh, will uh, he couldn't come and will suffer terrible anguish for the rest of his life because he simply uh, <laughs> was not able to witness this. But uh, it was uh, he considers it one of the two best UFO videos he's ever seen, and we got it in Pennsylvania. So that's not oh, exactly wow. the Hudson Valley, but we can start with that. But uh, to get into Wars of the Gods uh, and what it might mean, what even local implications in America might be, uh, if this was related to UFOs, and it almost certainly was. So th- that is our tentative topic. We'll, we'll get you a, a definitive word on that. Shane, what are you talking about at the fest- festival? This I'll be talking about strange disappearances um, going going on. There's been thousands and thousands of people that go missing under mysterious circumstances, and, and some people believe it's Sasquatch, but I don't believe that to be. Uh, for me, I think I think we're dealing with something different. Not to say that Sasquatch wouldn't take abduct somebody from time to time, but um, when you have strange lights in 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 the area, right around the town, the person goes missing, strange humming sounds, uh, people seeing UFOs in the area, things of that nature, and then these people go missing, and, and whatever this is, it, I'll be talking about um, how intelligent it is and how it chooses its its uh, victims and stuff, so um, I, I think it could definitely be UFO and uh, alien related. I personally can't wait to hear that one. <laughs> but, uh, okay, Aurelio, give us uh, one more time the, uh, the place, date, and time. It's going to be on... Saturday, October 19th of this year, uh, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Danbury Public Library, 
in uh, Danbury, Connecticut, uh, and the address is 170 Main Street, Danbury, Connecticut. Okay, and then the website to uh, register? The website to register, go to danburylibrary.org, go to visit, go to events and programs, and go to October 19th, and you shall see a little uh, event listing for the Western Connecticut UFO Conference, and you can register via that link. Very good. Aurelio, thank you for calling in, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you there. Yes, and I'll see I'll see you. Uh, I can't wait to see you, uh, see you and, uh, and Ben, and uh, uh, hopefully get a, a copy of your book. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Only and if you ask you, uh, nicely. <laughs> <laughs> and congratulations on, uh, on your book uh, being launched, uh, 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 Paul and Ben. So it's uh, fantastic. And uh, I hope to see you uh, as well, too, uh, uh, Shane. Uh, on Saturday, I'm looking forward to it. It's always a a, a very uh, awesome part of my uh, my year at the library to have the UFO conference. Well, ours too. Well, thank you, really, and thank you for organizing it. We'll, we'll see you there. No see problem. You okay. Okay. Very Bye-bye. good. Okay. Uh, so let's uh, move on. We have a uh, couple more questions to get to. We're not going to get to them, I'm sure. Probably um, not, but we can try. <laughs> we can try. Uh, what's uh, our next uh, sort of non-Peter question? Now, we'll, we'll get a to non- Peter's in camp. This non-Peter is, we wanna, question. We want to get everybody in here as, if we can. Okie dokie. So we have uh, Carlos from Lincoln, Rhode Island. Oh, somebody local. And Carlos writes to us, uh, How can you tell the difference between UFOs and other strange lights? Uh, where do you draw the line? Um, the does, a, does an object have to be a craft in order to be a UFO? Uh, is it just... Or is is just seeing one considered an encounter? The, that's an interesting question. Uh, obviously, and anything UFO means unidentified flying object, and, and then there's a, there are also unidentified aerial phenomena. UAPs is also a term that's coming in. Uh, anything that's in the sky that is the, whose identity you do not know is, I guess, in a broad sense, a UFO. Stan Friedman, the late Stan Friedman, our, our good friend, was always saying that uh, he preferred the term flying saucers because it differentiated craft or something ultra, ultra weird from just something in the sky that you didn't know the identity of. So, uh, I don't know, Shane, did you... I yeah, mean, I, I get the question. I mean, how do you tell... You know, is, is, it, is it a craft that's going to land with legs and little gray guys are going to jump out, or is it just a... What, what they used to call swamp gas or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen UFOs that are definitely craft. I mean, without a doubt, they're constructed. They're, 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 they are a craft. Um, but then I've also seen, in, in many different situations, balls of light that are simply just a ball of light that, that I can tell. Um, and they, they often seem to have some kind of agenda or intelligence to them. Um, they don't just appear, like people say, ball lightning or whatever. They, they definitely seem to have some type of agenda. Um, they could be as big as, larger than a basketball, um, all the way down to small little balls of light. Actually, we, we right before our sighting in Pennsylvania, you were seeing a lot of white light yeah. around, balls of light yep. swimming around you. In the field above where we saw the and craft. I did, we didn't know this, but Charles, uh, Chuck Credo and, uh, and, and I, yeah, we were also seeing the same thing, but we weren't sure if there were, you know, fireflies on the, in our peripheral until we started to see them directly with our own eyes. And I saw one the size of, you know, Ben's car, it was about 30 feet above the house, just hovering there. Mm-hmm. And then it it just took off and disappeared. Yeah. Right in the direction, actually, where that tone stopped, where it traveled yes. towards. Um, but, yeah, definitely seem to be two totally di- different things, but they 
they both seem to appear in the same places. I mean, you've got lights appearing in, in areas where people see Bigfoot. You get lights appearing in, in homes that are supposed to be haunted. Um, you got lights appearing, you know, during UFO settings. I mean, so there's there's some kind of connection there. And um, but I think that um, I do believe that they're different. They just may, the, the lights are different than a crafted UFO. I just think there might be a relationship between the two of them, yeah. though, in and some way. The, the, the fascinating stuff that Shane refers to, uh, if people would like to see that, they can go to, uh, come to the uh, station website here, uh, onworldwide.com, go to uh, ONTV On Demand, and if you just scroll back to the May 26th uh, edition of Behind the Paranormal, uh, this show, uh, there's a video of, of uh, all this stuff and, and explanations from all the witnesses, and we, we did a two-hour special on location in Pennsylvania from uh, that week. Uh, otherwise, you can uh, find it on various podcast platforms as well. So, okay, yeah, so I think it's uh, just a matter of uh, uh, differentiating terms. As uh, we always say, uh, define your terms before you start using them for, de- for definitions of other things. So, uh, yeah, Ben, any thoughts on that, uh, on the question? Um, <clears throat> no, I kind of I kind of agree with you that it doesn't an unidentified flying object is just an unidentified flying object right. doesn't yeah. necessarily mean it's a yeah like a like a like an extraterrestrial or anything. But yeah, it's different. To, you yeah. can't really tell the difference unless it's identified. Yeah, I mean, exactly. The, the, so the very nature of the unidentified means it's pretty it's much. I mean, it, it could even be like some sort of experimental plane that's just sure. Identified. Yeah. yeah. Um, do we have the Helen's question from? Uh, oh yes, we do. Yeah, because we uh, actually next. Go, okay, great. Uh, well, let's do Helen's questions because it's 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 illustrated. Sure. So uh, Helen writes to us, and she's from Woodsocket, right right here in good old good old hometown here. Yeah. Uh, hi, boys. Love the show. Uh, you sometimes talk about Joe Ferrier and his UFO studies. I have always been interested in that, too. Uh, you have never said uh, what you think about his work and the pictures he took in Cumberland in the 1960s. Uh, the 1967, uh, Harold Trudell and Joe Ferrier in one socket. Interesting. So uh, if you happen to be watching the TV feed on any device, uh, Ben has put up the photos. Uh, if, you're n- if you're listening on a radio or a non-video device, you can go to BehindTheParanormal.com. Uh, okay, and to the... Sorry, I was just trying to help yeah, Shane see, and I turned the and, monitor uh, a little too the, much. Right <laughs> now, this will be posted later, but, but uh, the uh, Talking Points page for this show, uh, you can reach it by hitting the... Uh, uh, upcoming shows uh, on the links, uh, the menu there, and uh, you'll see the uh, uh, promo for this show, and then uh, it'll say, see the uh, UFO photographs or something to that effect. Hit that, and you'll be able to see the I know it's com- complicated, but radio is, has its limitations. So uh, the top photo, if you're looking, uh, able to see it, uh, was taken by Joe Ferrier. Now, Joe was a dear friend of ours, and we knew him very well, uh, he had the uh, afternoon talk show, daily talk show on WOON here for over 50 years. And we would always look forward to uh, coming in when we had the Monday drive time slot on, on our show uh, to come in and see Joe and because we were back-to-back with him. It was always great. And he came on our show once after great encouragement to do so. It took him a while to decide. And he said things he had never said in public before about his UFO experiences. And he was uh, he was well known in the 1960s as publisher of Probe magazine. It wasn't huge, but it had a good readership. He was um, 
his life was so topsy-turvy because of the experiences he had, including what we would call today men in black experiences, that at one point in the, the end of the 1960s, he decided, so he told us, to just drop the subject in hopes that his life would go back to normal, and it did, hmm. so he said. So, But in any case, uh, before it went back to normal, he took the, this rather remarkable photograph of a very long cigar-shaped UFO uh, over, um, it was kind of the Cumberland-Woonsocket town lines, in Rhode Island here. And the photo below, if you can see it, is of a more conventional uh, craft that uh, our previous questioner might consider a uh, an identifiable uh, bizarre craft, extraterrestrial or whatever, uh, taken over uh, Cumberland, Rhode Island, uh, again, on near the Woonsocket-Cumberland line uh, in 1967. So, um, And I think the, the, the writer is correct. I, I don't remember ever expressing a judgment on the legitimacy of these photos. But um, personally, my judgment of the legitimacy of a photo has a lot to do with the legitimacy of the person who took it. Now, Harold Trudell is somewhat of a mystery to us. We don't know him. We don't even know if he's still with us. Uh, Joe, however, uh, translated, uh, in, I believe it was 2010 uh, or 2012, and, and I just don't... Um, have any reason to believe that he would in any way be dishonest. As I say, he was a very honest person. Uh, this uh, photographic fakery is an art, even today, really. And I just can't imagine Joe ever doing that. Software didn't exist at that time to really do that. You'd have to be very knowledgeable about photographic negatives, things of that kind. And uh, <clears throat> we trusted Joe implicitly. So um, the upper photo, fine. Uh, the Trudell photo, I don't know. Um if I don't know, then I don't want to express an opinion on it. I think people should make their own choices. What do you fellas say? I agree. Uh-huh. And, you know, if I was going to fo- fake a, a UFO photo, I wouldn't, um, I, would, I think I would make it look a little bit other than a cigar shape. You know, why would, why would you choose that if you're going to fake one? Yeah, right, right. You know, but I know they have been spotted quite, quite, oh, sure. quite a lot, especially, you know, in the past. Yeah. Yeah, somehow they're not as common anymore. Now the triangle shapes. That's true, yeah. 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 Now, uh, in addition, if you, I don't know if people can see it, whatever resolution they're looking at, but there's not only the long object, there was a smaller object down and to the right that supposedly came out of that. Joe said it came out of it. And uh, <coughs> we oh, can't, yeah. you know, we can't really criticize that because as we watched this object or whatever it was in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. in May of 2019, uh, something came out of it, went back into it. Yeah. So I mean, we all saw that with our own eyes. Do you know every every time I show that video to somebody, yeah. whether it's a customer or a friend, uh, a lot of expletives. <laughs> uh, yes, there, there been, uh, yes, that's what so. I get. It's just um, it amazes everybody. Yes. It's, oh yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Well, uh, our little cousin, uh, which is not so little anymore, was starting and said, "What?" <laughs> so uh, that's something we can repeat on the air, but it was. Uh, expression of, of uh, amazement anyway. So, Ben, uh, any thoughts? Have you ever thought about this? Uh, have I thought about these specific pictures? Uh, yeah. I actually have have thought about them before um, because I, I remember Joe... I, th- I don't think he showed them to me, but I think I somehow got... We got our hands on a copy of Probe. Oh, yeah, something. yeah. yeah he, ga- he gave me one. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah he gave us a copy of Probe magazine, uh, the magazine he used to do. And, it, and I remember looking at them and just be like... This is this is amazing stuff, and mm. it's 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 fascinating because you know you expect with with the photo- like the photography equipment at the time that you wouldn't get such clear and good images, but you do. And I I was always amazed by that and and the quality of of the photography there that I was like there's no, there's 
there's no way that any of these could be hoaxes. Plus, Joe is such a genuine guy. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That, like, you know, you can... <clears throat> I remember showing these people like ah you know someone probably just faked that it's like no you, you I think I think in, in most cases you know knowing the photographer the people that are experiencing these these things is 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 key because you know knowing yeah. Joe he was just a very pardon pardon the pun a, a down to earth guy <laughs> and um, yeah. you know he just he, he was just like here's here's some pictures you know make of it what you will yeah <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, as I say, Mr. Trudell, I, I don't know. I, I don't know him, and, and uh, I, I don't know. So, uh, But people can judge for themselves. Indeed. So, <clears throat> there we are. So do we have uh, time for maybe one more or no? Uh, so, is there any brief uh, in there? <laughs> oh, actually, yes. Okay. Um, well, it may not be so brief. Oh, the ones that are that are short questions are never really short. But let's go with this one. So Jack from Pomfret. Um, Pomfret, Connecticut? Yes. Oh. Yeah, we'll go with that. Jack from Pomfret, Connecticut, writes to us, What's your opinion about guardian angels? Do you believe in them, and what are they? All right. 25 words or less there. Basically. Yeah. Uh, um, <clears throat> well, um, certainly, um, yeah. I mean, there are reasons for all beliefs of this kind. Uh, something happened in the human condition that uh, got people thinking about it. But I believe, personally, having had my life saved in very, very mysterious and amazing circumstances twice, both in the military... Uh, that I <coughs> certainly believe in um, neighbors from parallel realities who are uh, who certainly fill the role of guardian angels and may very well uh, be on um, well at the risk of trivializing it uh, sort of be on God's payroll so to speak uh, that that's kind of a silly simplification but I think that uh, anyone who does good things uh, particularly in a uh, dramatic manner uh, certainly deserves the term guardian angel and may be the reason why we believe in them. So I, I, I absolutely uh, believe in that concept and have no problem with it whatsoever. No. Shane? Yeah, I, I have the other two. I've had quite a few experiences where, whether it be unseen um, a presence or, or ones that I've, I've actually seen um, have, have saved me in many ways, either my life or saved me from harm yeah. um, or guided me, but on many occasions. And, um, and there's definitely something to it. What what exactly are they? I don't know because, uh, like I've said in some of my lectures and, and on on radios, it's some of them look like they're trying way too hard to to look human. They don't look right to me, and mm. um, and it, it's almost like if you take you know a, a picture, like say we're we're in a lit, lit room right now, and um, take a picture of you, Paul, and then cut you out of that picture and put you into this room with no lights. It, they the the people seem more brighter than they should be. Not that they're illuminating light. It just seem they they seem out of place. Um, but yeah, definitely I have experienced them. It is real. Um, I don't know exactly what they are, but they've okay. uh, they've saved me. All right. Yes, yeah, so I have to. Um, uh, let's take a little. Uh, ben, uh, why don't you read this? This is from uh, Dave Richards. Uh, I got it on my phone as well. Oh, you got okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a comment on on the question regarding the photographs. Uh, what, what, can you read that? So our our, uh, our illustrious um, station manager, uh, Dave Richards, just sent my my who is uh, the next thing to a guardian angel, in my opinion. Yeah, basically. I yeah. mean, he is technically above us right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. He he wrote to us uh, that he knew Harold, and for what and Harold Trudell he, he yeah. said while he cannot vouch for him. Um, he said, "I know that Gerald. I know that Gerald believed Harold, and I never, I never saw or heard anything to make me question Joe's judgments." Well, that that's that's good enough for me. I mean, if if 
Joe Ferry had trusted uh, Harold. I think that that means a great deal. So th- thank you, uh, Dave, for for that. That's a very uh, important insight. Okay, so uh, my well, God, we have a lot of um, well, we're announcements. We're kinda, so we do. Okay. I was just going to say we're coming down to the wire. So uh, God bless all guardian angels, and uh, we'll and continue now into our announcements. And thank you all for the questions. <coughs> yes, um, good questions. And we will we'll save them for next time. We'll uh, we'll save the rest for next time. Uh, my book, Dancing Past the Graveyard: Poltergeist, Parasites, Parallel Worlds, and God, officially debuted yesterday at the Toadstool Bookshop in Keene, New Hampshire. Uh, and it is in other stores. Ben and I received a lovely thank you card from the staff at the at the Toadstool Bookshop, who signed themselves the Toads, which I thought was just absolutely adorable. Anyway, it's a, they have all our books in stock as of yesterday. Anyway, so if you're in southern New Hampshire or passing through Keene, check out this great store. So this coming Saturday, September 28th, we'll be at the Wood Memorial Library, uh, 783 Main Street in Windsor, Connecticut, for a uh, presentation. South Windsor, Connecticut. Oh, South Windsor. Yeah, different South town. Windsor, Connecticut. The different side of the river. <laughs> yes. Uh, for a uh, presentation and signing on my dad's new book, uh, sponsored by the Book Club Bookstore. Uh, that will be at 1 p.m. Call 860-432-7411 for more information. Yeah, and Thursday, October 3rd, we'll be back for our presentation at the Blackstone Public Library, 86 Main Street, Blackstone, Massachusetts, right here in our home listening area. Call 508-883-1931 for information. And the next day, uh, Friday, October 4th, begins the great, uh, or the two-day Greater New England uh, UFO Conference. Uh, that's uh, Columbus Day weekend at the uh, City Hall in Lemonster, Massachusetts. Along with ourselves, speakers will include Calvin Parker, eyewitness of the Pascagoula UFO incident of 1973, uh, Roxy's Wicker, uh, William J. Hall, Jimmy Pantanino, Alexander Petikoff, Dave McCullough, uh, Ronnie LeBlanc, uh, Cheryl Costa, Mike Stevens, and Denise, or and yeah, Dennis Stone, almost a Denise Stoner. So t- Dennis Stone. Yeah. Uh, one, once again, the uh, Friday section of the event will be Bigfoot Night, and we will speak that evening. Yeah, th- that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, then on Saturday, October 19th, uh, as our, our caller Aurelio just uh, reminded us, comes the Western Connecticut UFO Conference at the Danbury Connecticut Public Library. Uh, where we will speak for the third year in a row, and so will Shane. We'll be there as well, and I think uh, his topic is absolutely fascinating, and uh, don't disappear before you hear it. Uh, so visit danburylibrary.org for information. And you can get our books, including Behind the Paranormal, Everything You Know is Wrong, uh, and Behind the Paranormal 2, Bigfoot, Mothman, and Monsters You've Never Heard of, and uh, now Dancing Past the Graveyard, uh, Poltergeists, Parasites, Parallel Worlds, and God. Uh, they're available from online retailers and in some stores, uh, but for autographed copies, please visit the online bookstore at BehindTheParanormal.com. Let's go to Shane. What uh, What's going on with you? Uh, tell people about your website, where people can find out more about your amazing work. Uh, TrueGhost.com is my website. All my contact information is there. Um, not a whole lot going on, but I, I will be speaking at the Western Connecticut UFO Conference, and I will also be speaking on the 26th of October at... Nelson's Candy Shop, downtown Wilton. They're having a Halloween bash. Wilton, New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. Wilton, yeah. New Hampshire. Yeah. And um, I, I will be speaking there along with a couple other speakers, and uh, a, a band will be playing after. Wow, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so, Ben, what do we have for next week? So, next week, September 29th, uh, we will welcome back the globe-trotting Ingl- uh, British cryptozoologist, uh, Richard Freeman, for a look at adventures in cryptozoology around the world. And we'll leave you this afternoon with a quote uh, from 20th century American author Norman Vincent Peale, sort of the uh, father of positive thinking. Quote, change your thoughts and you change your world, unquote. 
I'm Paul Eno. And I'm Ben Eno. And I'm Shane Serway. Thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey, and we'll see you behind the paranormal. Return to this radio frequency 167 hours from now.